Hi everyone! Welcome to the Live Pono Love Pono podcast. We are a podcast that focuses on creating and building healthy relationships. Love Pono's mission is to provide a safe environment to help the community build and maintain healthy relationships through education, intervention, campus and community resources, and counseling. We educate our community through events, social media campaigns, and workshops to cultivate a campus culture of responsibility and respect, ultimately preventing interpersonal violence. We're excited to have you here today for today's podcast. Good afternoon, and welcome to What Up Leeward? Let's Dive Deep. You are listening to Live Pono Love Pono Love Pono's podcast here at Leeward Community College where we give outreach and information to all of our classmates here at Leeward. And we're so excited about today because it is Pride Month. Um, we'll be discussing toxic stereotypes within the LGBTQIA community. I'm joined by my coworker, Jessica Mervin, as well as Hawaii Island community staple, Moses Lee, who is also known as Palihua. Thanks so much, everyone, for being here to discuss this. We thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so, thank you so much. And uh, you know, with kind of what we're talking about today is we all know that there are toxic stereotypes within all communities and subcultures, uh, if you will. These stereotypes can sometimes lead to violence within communities and even relationships themselves. Um, at Love Pono, it's our mission to prevent violence, abuse assault within our campus, uh, not only our campus, but all communities of Hawaii. Hopefully, with this discussion, we can give others warning signs as well as tips on how to cope and recover from these situations. Uh, I wanted to have Palihua on this show because they're an amazing performer and, uh, in my words, a community goddess. Uh, she has shows at local gay venues as well as the YMCA. And now she's doing drag queen story times with local families. And these story times are put on by Prisma LGBTQ Plus Center out of Hawaii Island. And they are truly a really wholesome experience suited for all ages. Uh, you know, and obviously LGBTQIA rights are at a scarier time than ever before. The human rights campaign just released a state of emergency because the amount of anti-LGBTQIA legislature, legislature, try saying that five times fast, that has been passed as of recent. And there have been LGBTQ protests in California, of all places recently, and all over the US, uh, where violence has taken over before any message can get across at all. Uh, there are people who are upset because people just want to teach inclusivity. Uh, so we all see how things can get violent quickly. So let's kind of talk. Um, first, let's kind of start on a positive note. Um, Palihua, will you tell us more about your drag queen story time and kind of the other shows you do for the community? Just a little bit of background. Um, yeah, so we actually, I've been wanting to do drag queen story time since I won my first pageant back in 2019 here on Big Island. And it was something I wanted to do as kind of like a, in my opinion, for like the pageant girls, I always believe like if you win a pageant, you have to do something to give back to your community. There has to be some sort of community project, whether that's the rules or not, just in my head, I've always felt that way. And it's been really hard getting the ball rolling on that because, you know, just life in general. Um, but it was always something I wanted to do. 
we ended up doing Drag Queen Storytime this year because it kind of got pushed to the back of the shelf. And then with all of the recent political craziness going on, um, I said, I, I don't remember what show it was, but at one of my YMCA shows, I, I told them, I said, um, being around kids is my favorite thing. Uh, I'm not probably not going to have kids for a reason. I just, my own personal preference, but no one's going to tell me I can't do. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to show you guys that drag queens were ever a threat to kids. We, we have no interest in grooming your kids or making them something they're not. The whole reason for drag queen story time is to inspire them to be who they are right the same way um we take kids to karate classes we take kids to sports we take them to try out for musicals we take we you know we encourage them to be who they are right and if you take a kid to go try out for soccer and he hates it or she hates it you're not going to take them back right <laughs> you take a kid to some event and they don't like it you're not gonna take them back. But if you take them somewhere and they do love it, you do bring them back, right? They love soccer, you keep taking them to soccer. If they love musicals, you keep taking them to musicals. And it's kind of funny that we have to reteach this concept because it's not something new. But the political agenda against drag queens are using, the, it's not really against drag queens, it's against trans people. And they're using drag queens as a as the tactic to eliminate trans rights. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, what was the original question? <laughs> oh, no, you you have had a great you have had a great that was an awesome answer. And it and it sort of segues into my next question was was kind of I wanted to know more of your feet, the you know, kind of the feedback you've gotten from the community in general. Um, but no, that was a really important because it's, uh, you know, what you're doing is, especially being around kids, reading a, reading a book, uh, doing fun little kind of dances and shows. It's, I mean, it's just like a puppet show or a magic show, but it's even uh, more amazing. You know, it's, it's glamorous. And, you know, I, I know for a fact, um, as a queer kid, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trans, um, but, uh, but I know for a fact as a queer kid to see any representation, to see if someone is trans or not, gay or not, to, to see somebody who is not afraid to be themselves, be it for wearing a dress or whatever, is not afraid to be themselves, is a really important message right now when people just want to be seen and um, they're kind of maybe they're told to be one way and they they feel like they're another way but they don't know quite the words for it having all sorts of representation like that is so important and um it's such a shame that people don't see that it's such a shame that people are pulling up the craziest videos from queen story time because that's just not the case just like with any performance there can be a you know, a burlesque version of it, or there can be a totally tamed down version of it. This is with magic. This is with anything. And, and that's obviously the same with uh, drag shows. I encourage people to check out your social media. Um, Aloha Palihua, correct? Okay, yes. so we'll, we'll make sure. We, okay, perfect. We'll make sure we, we put that in there because you can see the videos of, you know, you reading to these kids and they're having such a good time. And that's what's going down is that they're they're watching a princess read to them. Who doesn't love, you know, watching a 
well, you know, maybe not affiliated with Disney, but you know, you get the gist similar like that. But, um, you know, it's great uh, because you can see the positive reaction in those videos. Um, but I'm sure that's not how it always is. Um, I know that there are people who always are going to speak their mind. Uh, what are some things that you've kind of heard from the community that kind of reinforce, you know, these toxic stereotypes that people are trying to promote? And I love what you said about distract. I don't love it, but I'm glad you mentioned it because that is exactly what they're doing. They're just trying to distract. They're trying to do these tactics so they can quickly take away trans people's rights, take away human rights. Um, so yeah, what is about, what is some community that you've, uh, or me, some feedback you've received from the community? Um, thankfully for this story time, we received nothing positive, nothing but positive. Um, the kids were so happy. I think we had eight or nine kids show up. We didn't promote the event until two days before the event because we didn't want uh, the keyboard warriors to take over something that didn't even happen yet. Um, so we were very strategic in that. And I was hoping, unfortunately, because Instagram took down the video because of music rights, we wanted to have the entire thing filmed and posted um, just for people who do have concerns. And to have concerns is valid. Um, I've always, uh, you know, if you have concerns about something that's valid, but you have no right to judge something that you've never seen. So um, we wanted to give that meets to people who had questions. Um, prior to this event, there was a lot of backlash. There was a girl in Kona who was going to put together a family-friendly show. Um, that got huge backlash. This year in general has just been, thankfully, I haven't experienced any of it yet. There have been protests at drag shows. There have been just a lot of nasty, nasty, um, violently Christian believers who don't seem to know what the core belief of the Christian religion is, which is using really sad. Using the Bible as a bullet. They're, they're using the Bible as a bullet and, and, and it's, it's, it's really wild. Um, but it's not a tactic that's new where they pick and choose what, what parts of the book they want to believe nor do they want to believe that the book has been translated at least a million times throughout the years. Um, and even in today's, uh, as intelligent as we are today, we can't even translate things properly, you know? So even if these, these that are being in or are translated true, um, at the end of the day, uh, our country believes in the separation between church and state. So yeah. it really, whatever you believe should not um, be influencing any laws in our country. And I'm sure that that's like such a kind of a complex debate for you personally, because if you don't mind me sharing, I know that you're a, a man of faith and I know that you're a, a Christian. So I, I know that that's probably so tough to sort of like, have to be like, look, like I like I get that you love God. I do too. Okay. Like, like let's let's all get along, like, like the good Lord says and wants, you know. Um, so I'm sure that that's very frustrating. And everyone's sort of wanting to uh use that as a crux and blame that when it's actually just people's um, you know, toxic beliefs and just sort of like hateful, hatefulness in general. It's sad. Right. Um 
to be honest with you lately my uh my religious stance on things are a little more complicated nowadays okay um i don't know where i stand with religion and all of it um i used to when you first met me i was so um i was so secure in my faith nowadays mm -hmm. i feel a little bit more um not sure where i stand religiously um now now we're talking a yeah. totally different discussion now but that's okay because that's where i'll hear yeah. about love pono do do you feel like people's sort of negative stereotypes um of the queer community and maybe even stereotypes of uh you know gay christians or queer christians in general do you think that really affected like your belief system yeah i i think just just the um negative of it all yeah just got to too much especially when like i am a gay drag queen mm -hmm. and it's like those like yes i choose to be a drag queen but i don't choose to be gay and if mm -hmm. i if i choose to be a part of this group of people who will always look at me um as somebody who's less than because i'm being who i am even though they themselves are sinners, they themselves have tattoos across their bodies. Yeah, they have defiled or, or eat, eat, eat they shrimp. Have, they made that. They're making these choices. Those are choices that they're making. They're choosing to have divorce. Yet they're yeah. telling me I'm the reason why uh, marriage is no longer sacred. But they are the ones yeah. choosing yeah. to sin. Right. right. Versus me and my my one thing that makes me a sinner. Um, that it just I don't know. The more I, the more I really like was slammed in the face by these insane beliefs and the more that i've seen people in my community especially gay men have to hide who they are or have to um try and conform and you can see i've seen a lot of people my age especially who are trying so hard to to fit this mold that the christian church and the there's a there's about 90% of that community is trying to force them to be something they're not and they're yeah. trying their best. They're trying yeah. their best and you can see it in their eyes where there's just they're trying their hardest to try and please all these people. Mm -hmm. But it's never going to work because they're not being themselves. Over something so silly. So silly and stupid. It was, exactly. I've always thought it was kind of kind of weird. I mean, I, I am a, a transplant here. I've only been in Hawaii for 10 years. Um, but, you know, the, the, the little bit of knowledge I have of, of, of how Christianity got here, it's historically a really horrible thing for the people of Hawaii. I mean, they were forced to forget their language. They brought over STDs. I mean, it's so I it, it baffles me when I do see um, how much people really uh, buckle down on. I forgot the word you used earlier, but extremism Christianity, because we all know there's good Christians. And let's go ahead and make that clear mm -hmm. now, even though we're discussing a, um, you know, at this point, this is at this point, this is pretty much a discussion between, uh, you know, non, non maybe non-believers or maybe non-Christians at the moment, we'll say. Uh, but, but we're not discouraging people's beliefs by any means, because if that works for you, that's great. Um, but yeah, there's this rise and extreme pretty much everything and extreme anything is not good. Um, if people are going to sort of like uh, 
interesting those kind of uh, i'll bring it back a little bit because you you brought up earlier the word that people have been saying drag queens are grooming and we actually did a podcast on what i think is real grooming it's a shame that people are now using that word for that because now you hear it so much on all the news that it's kind of synonymous with people are gonna be when you hear the word grooming oh they're talking about trans they're talking about drag queens uh, I personally grew up being groomed by a uh, Christian pastor who who identified as a straight man who, you know, raped me for four years of my life. That's another podcast. We'll plug that if you guys want to listen to that one. Um, you know, so it's interesting, the, the narrative um, coming from folks who historically, we'll mention the Catholic Church, historically have an actual history of grooming and who are having all these things uncovered so it's interesting that they're the ones saying it the most so um okay we will get back a little bit to um uh Sorry, you know, kind of more, more your work and no this is good no this is really that's what we're here for um i did want to ask jess just a, from what you've heard about um moses's uh drag queen story times uh was, would this be something you would take your kids to i'd imagine i'd imagine yes <laughs> oh absolutely i am just like you i was very hard uh a very hard catholic and i had to learn from experience that this isn't where the place i want to be in so i'm a catholic turned spiritualist um but i would definitely take my my children to um, a drag reading you know because one they love makeup so i mean they get to see a pretty princess sitting reading to them first thing my daughter's gonna ask is mom can i have makeup like her i don't know how to do that but you, you can definitely ask questions later we can take some tips so um me being a mother i would definitely i i actually vouch and advocate for it if where if there's something on island to where um there's a story time with dragons i try to advocate i try to tell all my friends like hey this is going down let's go or you know if you're closer to it go take the, the children and they're down for it too so i again i i am at all of what you do um i you. hope to see you doing more story times for the children because i feel like this is what the community needs now whether people want to believe it or not it's the fear that's getting to them it's the fear of change is is why all of these negative backlash um are coming up front is because the fear of change nobody likes change and if you don't know what's the at the end of the tunnel oh of course you're, you're not gonna want to change like oh okay so we're gonna go through this tunnel but we don't know what's the outcome of it mm, i'm good with this one because i know if i do it this way this is how it's gonna end so my, my advice is just keep doing what you're doing you're doing a phenomenal job and hopefully we can see you on the big screen so I can be like, hey, I did a podcast. <laughs> oh, actually, I should have plugged this. Moses uh, was on We're <laughs> Here, uh, the HBO doc the, or Max documentary series. When they when they came to Hawaii Island, he was a background dancer. I mean, I wouldn't I mean I wouldn't even call it background dancer. You were you were one of two. So I mean you were like a supporting actor, if you will. Uh, <laughs> It was amazing. So definitely check out the Hawaii episode of We're Here if you have um, Max or um, text me for my login. No, I'm just kidding. 
I do, um, um, <laughs> I do want to say, uh, with the drag queen story time, I think there's this idea that we're trying to trick people, mm -hmm. or we're trying to use this to, you know, um, to drawing kids, you know, mm -hmm. to like drawing kids so we can start like our whatever program that they think we're starting to right. abduct kids or um, groom them into being something that they're not. Um, I can tell the only reason drag queen story time is a good idea is because of the big hair, the glamour dresses, the outrageous makeup. That's the only reason it works. We have no interest, like, I have no interest in getting ready in drag in front of kids. I have no interest in getting out of drag in front of kids. To kids, that that version of me, um, that that's a real person to them, you know? Mm -hmm. To them, that's the person, she wakes up like that. She goes to sleep mm -hmm. like that. She goes swimming in the beach like that. They have no idea that I'm this person underneath. In fact, if I was to walk up to any of the kids who saw me, they would probably run away because they'd be like, who are you talking to me like you know me? Because <laughs> they don't know me. me. They know this version <laughs> of this super fabulous, glamorous version of me, I which is really, really exciting for them. Fabulous and glamorous. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just wanted to add that in. No, that's great. Um, it's like it's like when kids go to Disney World. And they say, oh, I want to go see Elsa or I want to go see Moana. Like, no, let's go to Prisma and see Palihua. Like, it's perfect. We don't have Disney World, but we got Prisma LGBTQ Center. So, you know, we're going to be inspiring the community in, in many ways. So I love that you're doing that in general. Um, speaking speaking talked, of like, yeah, like Disney and we, we talk about representation, right? Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of the books that we choose for Drag Queen Storytime, they do lean towards books that are more um, designed for all genders, mm, not designed yes. with any uh, specific gender stereotype of like the damsel in distress female and the hero macho man. Um, and I think it's very important that we share these stories with kids because, um, because we weren't being told them when we were growing up, right? Yeah. You know, especially with Disney movies, Disney books, whatnot we weren't being we weren't being given gay storylines and you people are wondering like well why does it matter why does it matter if there are gay storylines are you trying to teach kids this or teach kids that it's like well i had hetero storylines my entire life yeah and yet here i am <laughs> and you're not get you're not straight you're right you know right. I mean, uh, yeah right. i mean i love disney movies but i didn't turn out straight right so clearly that idea that showing kids something that they aren't is going to yeah. make them who they are, and that's not, that's not working, right? And one of my one of the things I'm getting um, excited about for Drag Queen Storytime and finding like certain books that appeal to our vision is that we didn't have we didn't have gay storylines, yeah. And a lot of times, like okay, yeah, we didn't have gay storylines. We only had straight storylines, and even yeah. like the new progressive straight storylines where where there's a strong female, um, yeah. And you know, the, a weaker male, mm -hmm. it still doesn't speak to us. And subconsciously as a kid, when we're being shown on these stories of straight storyline and happily ever afters that exist for straight people, we're subconsciously told we don't deserve that, that we yep. are just going to get that. And I think this is very important to shed light on that's the issue. Yes. That's, that's the issue there. 
And if we are subconsciously telling our kids, okay, you're not straight, so you won't get this. We don't know what you get, but you're not gonna get this. So good luck. That's not that's not that's not an evil and fair playground for all the kids that exist. And everyone uh, sorry, go ahead, Alex. Head, Jess. No, go ahead, please. I just wanted to say it's the lack of representation. Yep. That's what drag time storytelling brings is the lack of representation. Um, because, you know, not all children know what being gay is or being queer is. They know they, they're different, you know, but they don't, they don't have that representation like Palihua said, where in Disney movies and in books, it's the male female role. So, you know, you have children who grow up and they don't know where they belong. And then you have drag queen story time saying, hey, you know, you may not belong here or here, but maybe, maybe this is where you belong. You know, maybe if you see me, if you see this, if you're in this setting, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel safe? Then that gives them the option to explore how they feel because children are, they don't know, they don't have the right words to express how they feel. They show emotions, you know, you can tell when a child's unhappy, when they're excited, when they're angry. So the, the world needs to do better with the representation. Mm -hmm. in, in my eyes, they need to do way better with representation because me growing up, I didn't have, you know, black Barbies or, you know, uh, African American Disney princess until, you know, what was way it? Princess in the fog. Way too late. What was that? Two thousand ten. That was way too late. Yeah, way too late. So me growing up mm -hmm. in the '90s, I didn't have my representation. So I looked at myself as a young girl, like, oh, I'm dirty. Like I need to shower every, you know, half an hour because I'm dirty. You know, this Barbie, mm -hmm. she's pretty. She has the big blue eyes and blonde mm -hmm. hair. Man will come sweep them off their feet. And it's like, I'm not any of that. So it's the representation for the children that we need more than ever now. Mm-hmm. And wow, you really, you really hit the nail on the head uh, saying, you know, that, the, that these, these things that children used to be fed or are still being fed and are being like fought by, you know, a certain fringe groups to only be fed uh did enforce negative stereotypes uh you know did have only stories where the the woman had to you know either be the only way to come out of a deep trance was a kiss from her one true love or the only way to speak is is a kiss from her one true love you know very a lot of a lot of these Kind of negative. I mean, shout out to all my Disney princesses. You know, I mean, I, I like and I like what they're I like what they're redoing with the 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 new ones. And there's a lot more representation and there is reframing of songs and stories because of how it was before. And yeah, to your point, Moses. Now they can hear these stories, and it sets our communities up for more emotionally intelligent people. Uh, and then that goes into how they treat the people around them, including their loved ones, including their relationships. Um, you know, I, I'm sure all sorts of toxic mentalities come from these things that have been traditionally fed to us. Um, and that's not good. It, you know, these negative stereotypes and these sort of 
these sort of uh, complacent attitudes that we're sort of telling people need to be had uh, to be successful. Um, you know, to telling women they need to, to you know, be quiet to be successful or, uh, you know, take stripping their rights away. These sorts of things, that's what continues to create toxic and uh, negative relationships, uh, be it be it friendships, relationships, be it just in general with your community in general. Um, you know, I know that I've personally had, uh, you know, uh, exes who they felt a certain way because of how they, their, their, what they were fed either by their parents or by the news or by media. And I realized that, you know, just because you're in the queer community, just because you're gay and, um, you know, I'll call myself out. It happens a lot, especially with us white male gays. I'm pointing at myself here, but I'm trying, I, I, hopefully I'm an evolved one, but there's a lot of white male gays who don't realize their privilege, who still kind of go, Oh yeah, I can see why trans people can't play in sports. Oh yeah, I can see why that story. And it's like, wow, this is not how we win win the fight. But in you know, not to excuse people like that, but it's because of the same reason that anyone's like that because of these negative and toxic stereotypes that they've been forced and felt. And you know what that does? You know what that did to me being in a relationship with someone like that? It made me say, oh, crap, like, when are, am I going to wake up and they're all of a sudden going to be converted anti-gay and want me dead? Or, what if I realize that I'm trans? Like, what, what the, will they not love me? It gives me all sorts of fear that we shouldn't be having. Um, uh, yeah. So, Moses, do you have any experience in, in, with these kind of violent behaviors and toxic mentalities sort of affecting relationships or friendships in your life? And I just I just want to clarify that. I don't think there there are issues with like the white cis gay men that exist um, and and their privilege, um, but that's um, being transphobic and gay is not just a white person thing. And I've, sure. I've I've come to realize recently, and I think a lot of people need to realize, especially in the LGBTQ community, they're coming after trans people, and they're not going to stop there. Mm -hmm. Yep, they're not going to stop there, and that, yep. and whether whether that 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 is your fire to fuel your fight for trans people, just know that you might think, haha, you're pointing and and oh well, sucks for them. You're you're going to be next, mm -hmm. and I hate to say it like that, but it's the goddamn truth. Um, mm. this this whole this whole idea of um trans hates this is this is part of their their movement to eradicate in their words eradicate lgbtq people um yeah, yeah. anyways so like uh back to the, the question team. it's like join the team because you're next buddy like like fight the fight because they're coming for you right right next you know and i could say the same to to any any woman that votes for an anti-trans or anti-LGBTQ bill, they're already coming for you, and they're gonna keep they're gonna keep coming for you. Um, so it's yeah. a, it's a very it's unfortunate. Um, but uh, sorry, can we get back to your question though? I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, you're your totally fine. Question? That's great. Um, no, no, I basically um, 
you know, I kind of shared a little bit about, you know, my, my experience with sort of how I think toxic mentalities uh, maybe portrayed by media or just by people in general, be it religion, media, community, misinformation is a big one, um, how that can sort of even lead into relationships or friendships, um, even with yourself, um, you know, when it comes to self-love, uh, we hear these things and they do end up affecting, um, you know, how we do love each other um, and love ourselves because we're told we're not good enough or someone's told they're not good enough. And it ends up, I think it can really transfer over to relationships, even to the point where it, it can be violent just because someone is so um, uncomfortable in their own skin because of what they've been told their whole lives. Um, do you have any experience with this? Um, thankfully I don't, um, but I do, I do my best with all my friends and my family to be that person that tells them, um, to be themselves. I, yeah. I think I've, I, I didn't have much of a choice as a, uh, growing up. I just was always who I was and I, um, I don't know. I don't know how I got so lucky to be able to um, block out a lot of hate. Yeah. I was able to block out a lot of hate at a very young age um, and be able to live my life out loud. And I always encourage everyone I know, if there's anything that they take from me, is it's to live their life out loud, especially if they're LGBTQ. Um, mm -hmm. and that when they're not living their life out loud, they're doing a disservice to themselves and they're doing a disservice to their community. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think I truly realized that until I became a drag queen. Um, mm -hmm. prior to becoming a drag queen, I was always the gay that was like, oh, I'm not that gay, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gay, but like, I'm okay. not that gay, which and, is and a form of self hate yeah, that's, 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 that's not the best. Yeah. Cause that's almost your, your, and I, I'm, I've been guilty of it in the past too and had to check myself and been like, wait a second, you know, like they're, they're in my community too, you know, like I need to like support them. Um, so you took it a step further and said, I'll just be the best one. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Um, yeah. So wow. yeah. Um, at the moment I, I can't say that I can't say that I have, or I probably do, and I just don't realize it. Because, because is that is uh, that's good advice, I think, to sort of, I mean, not everyone can, you know, just block it out, but to sort of know that there is that love there, there is that community there, there are the Moses and Polly who is there that are there for you, you know, you just have to kind of find that chosen family, um, I think is what it always we always say that phrase so much in, in the LGBTQ community, but it is so true. Um, okay, so a little, maybe negative and then I'll go positive. What are one of the most twisted or misunderstood stereotypes about being a part of the LGBTQIA community in your opinion? I feel like people treat us as if we are not human. Mm -hmm. Whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, or in good ways or bad ways, I feel like people um, have a hard time grasping that we are also human. Mm -hmm. And they they see certain things and they, um, they aren't able to see things as um, 
hyper-feminine or more feminine or hyper-masculine. If, if, yeah. if I am hyper-feminine, I am automatically gay. It is, to yeah. them, it is not possible for a straight man to be hyper-feminine, which I don't yeah. bear. Um, we're automatically categorized by, based on what we wear, based on every, everything that makes us who we are, they completely decide that we are separate from them. Whether they mean to in a good way or a bad way, um, for some reason in their head, they're like, of course you go to the gym every day, you're gay. Or of course you're a drag mm. queen, you're gay. That's what gay people do. And it's, it, I, that's not fair. That's, that's further pushing us into stereotypes of, yeah. um, Apparently, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's just pushing us to be one type of gay. Mm -hmm. um, and if people think that, if people associate those stereotypes with something they already really don't like, it just promotes more of that negativity, more of that violence. Um, and it sort of gives somebody an excuse. Like, oh, they're that? Well, they must be that. And I definitely don't like that, you know? And it's just like kind of, you know, just messed up. Uh, Jess, what do you think? I feel like it also discredits everybody because like Polyhua said, you know, they associate drag queens with just gay people. But what if it's a woman who wants to dress up in drag? Or what if it's a cis man who wants to dress up in yeah. drag? You know, yeah. it's not just limited to the LGBTQ community. It's for everybody. It's inclusive. That's what. That's what a lot of people fail to understand is mm -hmm. it's not just a oh this is a gay thing. It's a all inclusive thing. It's whatever you want to do. If one day you wake up and you say I want to go bald, it's not just mm -hmm. for men. Women mm -hmm. can go bald too. You know, if a child just, I don't want to deal with my hair anymore, they have that right to go bald. Mm -hmm. But um, looking at that part and stereotyping it as, oh, it's just the gay thing to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, he likes wearing pink, he's gay. Yep. Or yep. he likes to go to the nail salon and get pampered, he's gay. But why is it have to be linked to just the, the LGBT community? Why can't it be for everybody? Yep right um yeah thankfully i don't feel like the stereotype really flies around too much anymore but there was always the hiv mm -hmm. um the aids the mm -hmm. oh well you're gonna get it and you're gonna die um mm -hmm. and i i don't feel like it exists too much in the gay world but i recently came across this video about a bisexual man who was talking about being bisexual and um he would he would say he had a like he said even though he's bisexual he i hate to say it like this but like he doesn't attract much straight women because a lot of straight mm -hmm. women assume that assume that because he has sex with men that he very likely has wow. hiv yeah it's like which, an is, which i was like whoa yeah I because like like this you said, was a thing like yeah like you said the gay community sort of internally you know, uh, oh, we, want to say, we don't want to say got over by any means, but, uh, you know, de dealt with it. It's in better than it was. 
Yeah, well, you know, dealt with it in many different ways, lost, lost so many people, uh, you know, gave so many different methods of prevention in the recent years. It's much more something that's discussed and we're aware of. And then now you're, it's, it would be tough for someone as a, as a bisexual to intermingle with other communities romantically, but those communities haven't had these same discussions. Like you said, it's almost like going backwards. That's totally interesting. And, and, it, and it does. That's also a negative stereotype that reinforces violence. We've seen it and I'm, and I'm sure it still happens all over the world, especially probably in like middle America um, where people go, ew, gay AIDS. You know, I remember, I remember being asked in my uh, South Carolina middle school, oh, do you have gays? Oh, Alex has gays. You know, I mean, that it wasn't that long ago. You know, I'm only 31. Um, not to age myself here. You know, it wasn't, well, I guess it was a while ago. Shoot. Um, but either way, um, you know, people are still definitely doing that. And it's not um, portraying what, what the world should be about. The world should be about loving and helping and caring for each other and not using words or scripture or uh, or history as weapons. Um, okay, on a positive note, <laughs> what is one of the best parts about being LGBTQIA? Um, I think probably the best part is uh, the friendships we make, the relationships we make, um, they, they are so special and they come from, uh, I hate to say it, but it really is kind of like the rainbow after the storm. We, we, uh, there are a lot of people in the LGBTQ community who have lost people they loved. And yeah. when they get into relationships or get into friendships that they truly cherish, they show you 24 seven, um, yeah. and they do their best. Um, and, yeah. um, yeah, I, th I think that's one of the best the best parts of being in the LGBTQ community is the friendships and, and the relationships that we make within each other. Nice. Jess? Oh. Uh. <laughs> you were unmuted. I just thought maybe you had something to say. Just finger I snaps. Do. I do. Um, I, I would like to give you back and say, yes, the friendships and the relationships, but also the people you meet that come from all different walks of life you know you get to meet people from many different ages many different generations they come from many different mindsets many different you know trials and errors and obstacles and they come to you you get to meet them and you build that bond with them and I can say I've met some really cool and interesting people you know, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's like a blessing in disguise. Like the, the, this community is a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. that not a lot of people have unlocked yet. It's like, we are secret, it feels like we're a secret society. Like everybody knows <laughs> about us, but they don't know about us. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of cool being like, being a community that everybody knows about, but not a lot of people has gets the opportunity to actually know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I especially, you know, just sort of kind of what we you know what we do here at Love Pono is sort of you know bring it back to 
all these sort of hard hitting issues that are affecting all communities and all folks and all of our classmates. But, you know, LGBTQ people in general are more abusive to uh, are more vulnerable to abusive and toxic relationships. And, um, you know, anybody, not just as, you know, members of the queer community, but allies, advocates, um, sort of being able to sort of look at for those red flags and promote healthier relationships within kind of starting with self love, let everyone know their worth. I think that's the most important part to sort of sort of not promote that. Um, you know, it's, I think that people think and say all the time that LGBTQI people have some sort of agenda, but there's really no agenda. It's just, um, it's just people trying to be themselves. And I think that sort of pushing that word out there creates like a negative connotation and that can lead to violence. That can be, that can lead to bad relationships. People kind of powering down to societal expectations. Um, for me, one of the best parts about being in the queer community though, I've noticed is just the intersection that it provides. And I've answered this in other, um, other you know a, a, the queer five series that that uh did and but that's always it's it's I, i'll stick by that answer because it's always really important to me um i'll you know i'll bring it up again um you 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 may not know if you're just listening for the first time but everyone in this room knows that i am a white male and um you know and having and i and i realize and i recognize that privilege so having this intersection um you know as um as a queer person as um, a mentally disabled person having intersections like that and sort of showing that it's you know life is not black and white there's many shades people are all sorts of shades of the rainbow and uh you know and some people are born with more privilege some people are born with less some people have lots of intersections um you know that that show up in their day-to-day -day lives that they have to think about on a regular basis and some just have a few but either way it sort of shows you that how intertwined we really all are once that comes down to it. And that's why I'm kind of thankful to be a part of the um, LGBTQIA community. Um, so yeah, we've had so much fun talking today with Palihua, with Moses Lee. Um, I'm gonna share a bunch of resources in the Instagram post for this podcast. So if you're just listening on the podcast, be sure to check out our Instagram at lovepono. Um, because I have a lot of resources that I want to share. So I figured that kind of made the most sense. Um, in regards to just one self throughout now, definitely check out Prisma uh, Hawaii. Um, and that's uh, Prisma, P-R-I-Z-M-A-H-I. So prismahai.org, um, because that is where you can kind of keep up to date with uh, things that they're doing. That, that's, the, uh, uh, that's the LGBTQ center that uh, hosts uh, Polly, who was uh, drag queen story time hours, uh, always a good. I do, do want to um, add in that uh, drag queen story time is actually um, it's co-sponsored uh, by Prisma and Hilo Community Players. Hilo Community Players, yes. which is how I met Moses. Um, Hilo Community Players did a production of the Rocky Horror Show where I met Moses a couple years ago. We both started it and that was super wonderful. Yes, Hilo Community Players is awesome. Please follow them on Instagram. Thank you for mentioning them. Um, I'll definitely put them in the, um, in, in the Instagram uh, post as well. Um, I also Thank want you. to, yeah, of course. I also want to um, put out uh, Hawaii LGBTQ Legacy Foundations number because this is a number that can direct you to LGBTQ. QIA resources 
oh, wherever you are in the Hawaiian Islands. So if you call this number, they'll tell you where, you know, the Big Island Center is, or if they'll tell you where the Kauai Center is, things like that. And that number is 808-369-2000. That's 808-369-2000. Another great resource is the Trevor Project. And I will put all these resources and more in the Instagram post. Uh, for now, I just want to thank Polly Hua for being here. Uh, and I want to give uh, a chance uh, for you to promote any shows or anything you have coming up soon. Um, because uh, even though, obviously, if you're listening, you, you know, you're at Leeward. Leeward is a school on Oahu. We have lots of classmates who are on Hawaii Island, and we have lots of folks who visit Hawaii Island. So please take a second to promote yourself. And, uh, you know, I thank you again for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. Um, I do want to say uh, we started Dry Queen Storytime and that will be a monthly event. Um, we're looking at possibly every last Saturday of the month, but be sure to follow me on my Instagram um, at Aloha Palihua to just be up to date. I also have shows at the Island of Hawaii YMCA. We have shows every other month. We have a show coming up uh, next week, Saturday, June 17th. And then I'm also performing... Are those yes. 18 plus? The YMCA shows are 18 plus? Yes, the YMCA shows. And that's like a cool thing because there are lots of, yes. you know, 18 to 21 year olds who are, you know, coming out of high school. They want to be represented too, but they can't go to a bar yet. They want to see a fun drag show. So I'm sorry, continue. But I just think that's a really cool part about that show. Thank you. Thank you. I really, um, I really wanted to make that happen. Uh, when I first started drag, we used to like, we used to run out like random venues and like mm -hmm. just do those stupidest shit. Um, but when I started with the Y, I was so excited um, because one, I wanted to put, this is kind of like one of my biggest goals in drag is that I always want to have drag in places where it's not traditional. Um, yeah. So having like a drag show in like a Zumba aerobics room, I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's try it yeah. out. Um, and it really starts conversations. And that, that is yeah. the point of drag to me is to start conversations, I believe. And we talk about representation. Um, that's the biggest thing to me is if I'm in a room and I get the wheels turning on somebody and they start yeah. thinking of me and they start looking at me and they, they hear me speak on the mic and they see that I'm a normal person and I'm yeah. kind of funny sometimes and yeah. um, I'm human. I'm human just like them. I have no intentions on hurting them. They can start to see our community in a better light and they can start to you know have those conversations with their families and, and talk about LGBTQ people and have those conversations at their dinner tables and possibly you know enlighten more people to this fact that we're all people and we're all the same um which is why i love the ymca so much for having me um host those shows and have have me there um uh, so shout out to them um, yeah. and then i also have my shows in kona which is the very every first saturdays at my bar kona um and it's called drag the Fuck. and um this is a show where like we're encouraging everybody to come and drag and we have themes every month um if you come and drag you get them for free so that's pretty cool um and then yeah on my socials you can find me at aloha public and we'll we'll, we'll yeah. promote the heck out of your social and everyone's social um on the post uh, and we really do appreciate it i always feel so bad because um you know really kind of our only gay themed venues bar wise uh, uh on the island 
um, are in Kona. And I am just uh, not too much of a city boy. And the people on Oahu are probably cracking up right now. Um, but I much prefer to go to Hilo. But I have gone a couple times to see Moses' shows in Kona. But um, I need to do, I need to make a point to see the YMCA show because um, I, I know that'll be amazing. The, yeah, the we thing, have a blast. Are, you got to yeah. come, Alex. We have a blast. I if really, you're free, yeah. let me know. I, I want to come and I'm going to make an effort to come, but uh, I have seen a, a, quite a few of your shows and I and I suggest them to anybody who comes to Hawaii Island, look up whatever uh, Aloha Palihua is doing. Um, Jess, do you have any final uh, words before I close this up? I think I need to make a trip to Hawaii Island so I can yeah. see a couple of these shows because yeah. I am all for going to drag shows. Um, yeah. I think the last show I went to here on Oahu was when Brooklyn Heights came out. Oh, work. Um, and she killed it. Killed nice. it. Love um, it. But I, I'm always looking for a different drag shows to go to. And majority of times they're not here, or if they are here, I can't go. So I'm bummed out. So I might have to make a trip to see you, Alex, so we can drive yes. down to the city. You can be a city. <laughs> yes. I can see you okay. perform. I'll do it with you. I'll do it with you. I'll be a city girl with you one night only. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, you know, as always, thanks everyone for listening. You have been listening to What Up Leeward, Let's Dive Deep, specifically Live Pono, Love Pono. Uh, we've been talking with uh, world famous Big Island drag queen, Polly Hua. Uh, if you ever wanna uh, see them on the big screen, like I said, watch We're Here on HBO Max. That's a really, really great episode. It was so awesome. Oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. I was yelling at the TV. I was so excited. Actually, funnily enough, um, you owe me some money because that you're the reason I got HBO Max and I still haven't canceled it. And I don't really watch it that much. <laughs> so we're gonna have to talk, Mr. HBO. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, but seriously, y'all, thank you so much for being here. Um, we've talked uh, about a lot, um, a lot more than I think we intended to talk about, which is my favorite kind of podcast because that means that the conversation was flowing. Um, in general, we really wanted to promote um, how, you know, negative stereotypes, negative connotations, toxic uh, stereotypes uh, uh, can lead, uh, can bleed over to relationships, to friendships, especially with an LGBTQIA community. Uh, this is a time more important than ever to be talking about this, to have these conversations, to let people know that, hey, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. <laughs> I mean, not to reuse that phrase over and again, but we are and we don't mean wrong. We're just humans and we're just trying to have human rights. It's crazy to say it, but it's just human rights here. So it will, will, will end on a high note and tell everyone, don't forget to love yourself and go see a drag show. Go have some fun this weekend. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Live Pono, Love Pono. Um, I am a student life member, uh, Alex Williamson, and you've been listening to uh, my co-host, Jessica Mervin, and I talk with Palihua. So have a great day and don't forget to live Pono. Love Pono.